Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether lame or choice, from maybe Katie to sound of your voice, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He looks like a painter behind all the grease. It's my co-host, Evan. I wonder if he'll catch me if I fall, when I fall. It's my co-host, Saker. Are you convinced that you will fall, Evan? Uh, I don't know. Is this a, this is a, I feel like we are falling right we all now. Fall. I'm in fall. We're in the midst of fall already. We are in the midst of fall. We are deep in the throes of, of 90, 90 degree <laughs> October. 90 degree Ohio October. I believe we're in the, the fabled third summer at this point. Yes, yes. And yes. Evan. I got the perfect thing to cool us down on this perfect fall day. We are recording outside. We are, actually, we're recording at your house, which we never do. Yeah, yeah. So if this recording sounds a little different, that's why. That's all my fault. I'm sorry. Evan, what I have here is everything but the Ben and Jerry's flavor, which in Canada is, of course, known as If I Had a Million Flavors. Oh. So I brought some If I Had a Million Flavors for us to sample. So I'm going to take flavors, a big old spoonful. What flavors are in it? it right looks, here. It looks this mostly like chocolate It is me. a collision of chocolate and vanilla ice creams mixed with peanut butter cups, fudge-covered toffee pieces, white chocolate chunks, and fudge-covered almonds. So here's what's going to happen. I'll talk while you eat, and uh-huh. you can talk while I eat, because the just best... the sound of both of us eating will make for great Oh, pie. the best thing out of... I love Doughboys. That's my favorite part. <laughs> just, yes. just where they eat a bunch? Mm-hmm. Mmm. That's good. Wait, I thought you were going to talk while I ate. That's what we call a double cross <laughs> in the business, right? It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's too chocolatey for me. I'm mm-hmm. not a chocolate boy. Nor am I. The vanilla is the finest of the flavors. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. <laughs> that was oh, our fable. Really good. Yeah, it's go not for, bad. I'm going back in. Mm. Double dipping. All right, I'll have mm-hmm. a double dip too. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think? Does this, does this represent the bare naked ladies in terms of, uh, <laughs> of flavors, texture, and toppings? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I mean... Would be a vanilla ice cream first off, mm-hmm. if it were like a vanilla base. I feel like if you add cho- like chocolate, <laughs> chocolate to me is like olives, uh-huh. right? If you add olives to any dish, it's gonna taste like olives. Mm. If you add chocolate to any dessert, it's gonna taste like chocolate. Like chocolate's the most powerful dessert flavor, mm-hmm. not the finest of the flavors again, but a very powerful flavor. It overpowers all other flavors. So having like it just tasted like a cold peanut butter cup to me because it's got chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Uh, I think fudge swirl. That's true. And then peanut butter cup. The almonds just give it like a nut flavor. Who yeah. cares? And white chocolate chunks taste like nothing. I hate white chocolate. So yeah, it's just peanut butter cup with, with which I'm totally yeah, okay yeah. with. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good ice cream. It's a good ice cream. I just don't think, I think like the other million flavors are getting lost. Yeah. If I had one and a half flavors <laughs> is the name of this ice cream, I think. Like, I feel like a bare, bare naked ladies ice cream would just be like a really high quality, nice vanilla. Mm. Like not even like a French vanilla, but something like, you know, just very, very easy to eat. And it goes with everything. Okay. All right. So, but what's the choice? So it's just a good vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Why would you I add anything like else? I feel like you keep saying that and I understand. I know. That's because I'm going to say it once for every time I've heard <laughs> one week in my life. So you'll say it three times. Yes. You're done. You've, you've rid <laughs> I, yourself I of it. your curse. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, honestly... Because I feel like the bare naked ladies ice cream wouldn't be something you ate just by itself. You uh-huh. would like be it would like be part of a dessert. So you got you got a nice hot apple pie. Oh, it's a course. And you scoop it. You scoop that but BNL finest of the finest of the flavors ice cream on it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> and then you just dig in. You're like, 
perfect compliment. Hey, apple pie with a slice of American cheese on it. Have you ever had it? No, but I hear it's good. I hear it's amazing. And now I can't, I just heard it the other day and I can't get it out of my head. Well, we can do it. Okay. I mean, it is. we were going to go apple picking yesterday, but we didn't. Yeah, that is but true. But we'll go apple picking some other time and get our apples. This is really fun pod. We're just planning, we're planning <laughs> like our, our weekends. plans for the future. So here's my question. Uh-huh. So is there any dessert in the Western canon uh-huh. that cannot be improved by a scoop, scoop of, ice, of ice, cream. ice cream? A scoop of vanilla ice cream specifically. Ooh, boy, oh boy. What dessert in the Western canon? Okay, right. cookies? No. Cake? No. Pies? No. What else do people eat for dessert? What about a... Shit, I was going to say a scoop of vanilla ice cream, but no, you then you have two scoops <laughs> of vanilla ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. That's the finest of the, the flavors. <laughs> you got inside my head, Breaking you, you down. <laughs> um, uh, boy. I've got sacred duct tape to a chair. Fuck, I don't know. Fruit? Yes. Yeah, fruit. What, a, nice, a nice, like, ice cream. Like, it doesn't... It's not good for you, but it makes yeah. everything taste yeah. better. Is there a savory dessert? Like, there's not. Like, dessert cheeses? Like, there's like a dessert... Thing? There's like a cheese course you can have for dessert, I guess, in France, I guess. Well, we you said Western canon, so yeah. we're, that's out. Yeah. I mean, there's probably... There's a bunch of, like, Asian desserts, like, that I can think of that wouldn't be improved by ice cream. Uh-huh. But I don't think I can think of a single Western dessert. <laughs> This is the, the bare naked ladies content that our consumers have come to crave from us. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of ice cream, I always have the worst, worst segues. The best segues. Are they? All right. He's a founding member of the podcast Camp Handsome. He's one of the members of the super group, The Grammar Club, whose newest album, Live Slow, Die Whenever, is out right <laughs> now. It's Shale Riley. Hi, Shale. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, of course, dude. Thanks for coming is... on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming. We are we are honored to have you. Shale, immediately, thoughts on desserts that cannot be improved with vanilla ice cream. We need All those right, I was, thoughts. I was running through, I was racking my, my brain thinking mm-hmm. some possibilities. I can't come up with a definitive, but I mean, some, some, some potential. Maybe sure. cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Maybe cheesecake wouldn't go with ice cream. That's mm-hmm. true. It's too similar already, maybe. Right. right. And, the, and like the, I mean, maybe it would, though. Uh, maybe tapioca pudding. Oh, pudding. Tapioca pudding. Tapioca pudding. Pudding on ice cream. Yeah, ice cream on pudding yeah. might be dicey. That's about a like on a cho- would, would you put Would you put a scoop of of, of chocolate or, or a vanilla ice cream on like just plain old Jello chocolate pudding? <laughs> no. <laughs> and there you go, Jello. And well, yeah. I mean, you put whipped I mean, cream uh, on whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah, you could put whipped cream, but I mean, like the pudding might not have the uh, the structural integrity to really support the ice cream. What <laughs> so if it's a or even worse, a mousse. Would you gonna put an ice cream oh, on a mousse? That's exactly well, half okay, so, impossible. So instead of instead of thinking the ice cream is a topping, if you're putting it on a mousse or Jello, you're just basically putting Jello on ice cream. Yeah, you got so it. it becomes, you know, because, now because, you found you found the workaround. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you got a big scoop of vanilla yeah. ice cream and then you just take like a biggest spoonful of chocolate Jello now, or mousse and put it on top, so you're basically putting like whipped every, cream. Your question was yeah. not. The addition of the ice cream. It was, what could you put the ice cream on top of? Right, fact, I was being I very literal. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. thought, I thought what I said is, what dessert in the Western canon couldn't be improved you, you with may, a scoop of ice cream? You may have cream. said that. No, okay. you what may you have. You may have. I don't know. What about remember. those classic, like, uh, like ham gelatin, like, 60s cookbook, where, you know, you make jello, but you put, like, olives and spam in it, and, like, savory That wasn't a dessert. Sweet. Yeah, that's, that, that was oh, a that's savory a real... gelatin. Have yeah. you, have you, yeah. oh, I've never had a savory You've had, jello. I've, I've never had jello. it, but it's my, oh, okay. I've always been under the, maybe I'm wrong, but I've always been on the understanding mm-hmm. that like the ham, like the ham and whatever jello mold was a savory dish, not a sweet one. 
So it would be gelatin, but you wouldn't add all the sugar and stuff. And it would just be a horrible, like, I don't know why. (laughs) It's a thing that some people wanted to eat at some point in time. (laughs) Well, I feel like over the ages, food has gotten better. Yeah, right. I think so too, I agree. But I mean, we're biased because we have our generation's palate. (laughs) I still, still, I don't think a 70 year old would say, boy, I long for the days of that paste of the goop paste that I used to eat. But even then, I I feel like, our our, our uh, uh, futuristic sci-fi has regressed because everybody eats future like food pills and future paste in sci-fi, right? Is that the is this the food negative society that we're marching towards? Well, I think it's in sci-fi. It's more a function of scarcity, right? Oh, yeah. maybe so. So, like, if you're in space or something, you're not going to carry like a every meal is a twelve course meal. <laughs> like, just got you just have, open up a have door. Have you ever played Cyberpunk 2020? No, I've not. That came out a couple. Well, years Well, let ago, me tell right? you. Steam game? Yeah, that was, oh, that's that's from the '80s. That game, but I mean, it's oh, been. No, I think right. they just recently remade it as Cyberpunk 2099. I'm just thinking of the old one because I'm old. Uh, I see. But, uh, okay. but it's the same game. It's just updated. Um, so I remember when you're making your character in Cyberpunk 2020. From when I was a kid and I used to play it. Um, you choose how you feed yourself and how much money you spend on your your, okay. your your food allotment per month, and the and the the standard is kibble or nutripaste. <laughs> Like that's what most starting characters can afford. And to have fresh food is an enormous luxury that costs like more than 10 times more. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's, of course. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that's and, like that. I think that really nails the, the general way that, that a uh, fresh food's treated in, in a, yeah. in scarcity based in, sci-fi where people eat and cyberpunks, cyberpunk in general is just always sort of hand to mouth. Like you're, yeah. you're not really planning for the future. Like ever. That's, well, this was the futuristic yeah. year of 2020 as well, which is insane. We're to hand think to mouth 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot of people well, are living I mean, hand to mouth in 2020, which is a problem. Under the Trump presidency, we're the advancing very present. quickly to the cyber cyberpunk future. <laughs> right. We are getting very close. Every day we're brings there. Us closer. We're already there. <laughs> we are already there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is dark. Uh, Cheryl, let's yeah. bring it up. We to, started with ice cream and we, we ended with <laughs> Trump presidency. <laughs> bringing us to the point of food pills and scarcity <laughs> um Shale, let's bring it back to uh to some bare naked ladies uh what oh, is yeah. your what, what's oh, your yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> i forgot this the podcast we were doing um what's your history with bare naked ladies were you ever into them as a band or culturally aware of them or anything certainly when i was uh when i was in high school they were a regular on the uh heavy rotation on the local alt rock station so i heard plenty of bare naked ladies you know one week is the song i heard more than anything else but i heard um you know most of their other major radio hits uh that during the 90s i heard um so i'm i'm certainly familiar with a good a good deal of the bare naked ladies back catalog and i've heard some of their deeper cuts uh you know, through like checking them out on Spotify and Pandora, but I haven't heard those deeper cuts more than once. I just went through a, a couple of, you know, just some random tracks. Yeah, some yeah, tracks for sure. Suggested mm-hmm. to me by other people or, uh, you know, just stuff that would pop up and uh, for some reason I become aware of and check out. Um, so I do like, I do like Bare Naked Ladies, but I'm not a super fan like you guys are. I don't have the, the knowledge of their discography that you do. <laughs> Oh boy, we definitely have all that for yeah, sure. We, we know a I lot. I got one about story. I've got one story about oh, the bare naked ladies that you may or may not know. I got a Stephen Page story. Tell me if you know oh, this one. Did you read? Did you read the it. book? Did you read the book? Oh God, what's the name of it? You know the the Brian Wilson uh, biography. Was oh it, no, it's not nice. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So it's it's like it's been out of print for a long time because the author was Brian Wilson's psychiatrist and like Brian Wilson and his people sued him because it's kind Dr. of a Landy. defaming novel. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of um 
you know, dubiously true, some of it, and defaming, and it's it's a very sensational, but it's it's a yeah. good read, true or, true or not, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but there's a For great sure. little story about how Brian Wilson, who having, having just, he says that's not a major upswing, and I think he's in his, like, uh, maybe late 40s, or early 50s at this point, he's just lost a bunch of weight and gotten healthy and stopped being a, re- a recluse, right. and he is aware of Bare Naked Ladies, he's a, he's a fan of Bare Naked Ladies, and he goes and he visits, uh, he's just in an area where Stephen Page is recording, and he just stops into the recording studio because he's in the area just to say hello. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Stephen Page is a, is, is a tremendous fan. Yeah, and, uh, of course. You know, and, and Brian Wilson's very casual. He's like, hey, I like what you're doing. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're a good lyricist. You're a good songwriter. Nice to meet you. And he's <laughs> like, oh, amazing. my God, thank you so much. You're wonderful. Do you have any advice for me? And Brian Wilson's like, oh, don't eat so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! But you amazing. gotta consider. You gotta consider. This is coming from a man who who just lost like a hundred plus pounds himself. So. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that entitles him to uh, to say whatever. He yes, I like that. Oh my god! And now the beautiful thing is that is a paragraph in his auto or his biography. But in Stephen Page's yeah. biography, that would be several chapters. It's the day yeah, at least he met a page. Him. Oh. oh uh, <laughs> For him, it was oh, a Tuesday. no pun intended. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> you really? Oh, damn. Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so when you listen to them on on the uh, on the alt rock stations or whatever, like you you enjoyed them. It was something that you were sort of. I mean, obviously, you didn't seek them out, but you didn't actively turn the radio off either. Oh no 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 no. Um, well, usually not. There was one song that got a little annoying, <laughs> but I mean, I just loved one week. Um, uh. When that first came out, I wanted to hear it over and over again. That's how I first sure. discovered them. It's a very accessible, very poppy, very fun song. And it yeah. can get you interested in them. And then you can kind of, you know, check out their a little more complicated music. And it's not a very representative song of their standard sound. Which, not I mean, at all. I, that's that's no. what I think. Right. Yeah. And you were just bringing up, is this representative of this? And that's an interesting way to discuss the Bare Naked Ladies. I like that. That's your your paradigm. Because they do have a lot of variety. And they also have a very established standard, standard sound. So you can look at any given song and go, is this like, is this like the... The majority, or is this a divergence? And there's a, a lot, a lot of representation for sure. both pieces. Uh, uh, like I'm talking like I know more than I do. <laughs> no, it's totally because I. But I that's think my sense right. of that's my sense of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. that uh, you know when you when you flip to any track on on maybe especially one of their earlier albums, they all sound mm-hmm. very varied in terms of genre. Uh, especially Evan's yeah. given me a look, but especially on their first album, they were all over the board because they were still trying to find their right. sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, well, you just said here's let me put Saker in context. They, he says they all have a very they all, all the songs have a very similar sound, especially their first album where they were all over the board. No, no, no. I said yeah. they all have a very varied sound, didn't I? Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Maybe. I don't know. One of us isn't listening to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's probably me. So I think the Bare Naked Ladies have a very varied sound. And <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they do definitely, the Shale is right. They definitely do have, I mean, you can tell a, a Bare Naked Ladies song. Yes. yes. They have a, they have an author's voice. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Shale, you have a, a band, the Grammar Club, uh, and mm-hmm. it is one of my, truly one of my favorite bands, which is why I'm so happy well, to have you. you on. What, uh, what sort of, uh, what sort of bands were influences on you guys as you were, uh, or, cause I know that you come from all sorts of different places. You are, there's five, six of you, five of you. I know that six it of kind us. of rotates. Six of you. Yeah, um, six of us. I so, mean, yeah, we, we, we've had some rotation in the, in the past albums, but it's a consistent roster now with the Patreon. We're, you know, we, re, we resurrected the Grammar Club as a, as a different, as sort of a 
in a different format. And we're the same people, but and we're still writing music, but uh, the process is different, and it's continuing. And the the roster, we, we're not collaborating with a lot. We're not we're not we're not bringing a lot of our friends and outside artists. We've sure. got this really tight process where we all know how to efficiently uh, communicate with each other and write music in uh, in this really interesting process we've developed. Well, yeah. I'm repeating myself. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like I'm trying to convey how. Because <laughs> um, you guys are all over the country too. So that is that yeah. adds another layer to it. So, so you asked about what bands influence us. Absolutely. Well, let me see. I'll, I'll start with my, my own major influences. Uh, well, growing up, um, you know, my first love was Weird Al musically after Baby. I mean, that's, I mean, after after actual children's music, there's sure. Weird Al, which is sort of children's plus. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> I uh, can see that. <laughs> um, so, you know, always like comedy and a sense of humor have always kind of been at the very core of, of my, um, my, I guess, my artistic voice and musicality right. and what I like and what I do musically. But then, you know, after, after that, I got into the, 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 the grunge and the heavy dark metal and the, that kind of music and the comedy is kind of buried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, just, and then it came, then, then I kind of later in life, I reconciled it with the comedy and, and I'm just a really bitter surpass, sarcastic lyricist now <laughs> like it's really funny but it's more angry <laughs> yes it, that definitely comes through in the music that's um, a oh uh, yeah I'm calling yeah. myself really funny that's <laughs> <laughs> brag hey that's confidence yeah. that's good that's something we yeah. Yeah. yes thank you um yeah uh but uh but that's yeah it's great uh, the music is great uh, yeah. and uh, I definitely thank you yeah, sure. Recommend it, especially to bare naked ladies fans. There's no crossover, but <laughs> I think you would like it anyway. Um, so uh, real quick, finally, before we get into this week's song, favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor? Chubby Hubby. Chubby Hubby. What is, ch- is Chubby Hubby the one with bananas? No, that's Chunky Monkey. Yeah, Chubby Hubby is the one with pretzels and malt balls and malt powder. Oh, I see. That sounds great. And oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's unexpected. It's got like white fudge. It's got a bunch of unusual flavors, stuff you don't find in other Ben and Jerry's flavors. And I recommend you give it a try. It's it's a different experience. Next episode is the chubby hubby, chubby hubby episode. episode. <laughs> then I'll give it a go. Yes. Mm. I'm so glad I'm prepared to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you were uniquely qualified. Yes, I'm so glad I I have one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if I didn't have one, if I didn't have a favorite Ben and Jerry, just say vanilla. Yeah. Everyone yeah. makes vanilla. <laughs> vanilla works for everybody. Yeah, it's true. Cherry Garcia. That's the one everybody knows. Yes. Fuck Cherry Garcia is good. Do you, Shio, have you ever heard of the Vermonster? This sounds vaguely familiar. That's a Ben and Jerry's thing. The Vermont. It, yes, it, that's a giant Sunday. It's a yes, giant Sunday. 20 yes. scoops, okay. four brownies, yeah. four cookies, two. Oh my God. It's unbelievably good. And, and you can eat it with like six you, people. You've had the Vermonster? I've had uh, three Vermonsters in my lifetime. Not solo. We've teamed up on them, but it was by the end, you have this. This disgusting, that amazing soup horrible. with every flavor in it. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh it's so wretched. <laughs> it is the opposite of gourmet. It's gourmand's delight. <laughs> Where does one go to have a Vermonster? So you go to like a, a Ben and Jerry's shop. Like you can't just buy yeah. it in the store. Yeah. So and uh, it's a. Well, you can, but it'll cost like a hundred dollars because <laughs> you have to, get to buy a bunch of pints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but oh man, you need to you need to get your hands out of a monster, my friend. But well, I, was, I think I was segueing before. Let's talk about this week's song. Speaking of ice cream. Speaking of ice cream, again, the best segue. <laughs> this week's song is called When I Fall, and if you're not familiar with it, here is a quick sample. 
look straight in the window Try not to look below Pretend I'm not up here Okay, okay. so, Shale, uh, let me ask you, was this your first time hearing the song When I Fall? Yes. Okay, so right off the bat, what were your thoughts about this song? Were you a fan, not a fan, or anything stand out to you? Yeah, I'd say I'm a fan. You know, um, I'm a big fan of, of Paige's uh, storytelling and lyricism, and um, that's, that's probably my favorite thing about Bare Naked Ladies. Um, and this is a really nice kind of slice of life, uh, emotionally identifiable track about like someone cleaning a window on a scaffolding looking into an office building. And they're just kind of, you know, not uh, reflecting on their unhappy life, you know, fantasizing For about sure. uh, throwing themselves off a building. So who hasn't been there, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> who hasn't been there? Right. Actually, there's a there's a term for that, right? It's like a French term. Like Ennui? Um, uh, no, no. It's no, like when different. you when you're like at the edge of a cliff. And oh, you're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I could just like throw myself off right now. Wouldn't that be crazy if I did? I can't. Yes. It's like edge of a cliff syndrome or something. I, but, I do yeah. know what you're talking about. I can't think of the, the term, the, the word. Yeah. I get that all the time. Oh, yeah, I think everybody does. It's a universal experience. I mean, like, every time I drive home, yeah. like, what if I just smash my car into this? What if I just speed racered off the side yeah, of this guardrail right now? What if I just blew up everything? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Evan is saying. I think everybody think I think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. This is turning into a really dark I mean, episode. It's not, it's not like yeah. suicidal ideation or anything. It's just sort of an idle thought. Yeah, but it's I, think a, it's, it's obviously... I think they call it intrusive thoughts or, or just, yeah, just an yeah. arbitrary thought. If it's not repeating and yeah. troubling, it's not even an intrusive thought. It's just you rightfully realize, hey, if I jumped off this cliff, I would die. You know, it's a thing to consider. <laughs> right. Or would you? <laughs> oh, maybe that's how you discover your superpower. I like that's that. The, like the businessman in the businessman in the song. Sure. You're afraid, you're, afraid you, you're not afraid you'll, if you'll die if you fall off the cliff. You're afraid if you'll survive. Ooh. They're frightened of jumping in case they survive. But I think in this song, uh, it's a little different from what we're saying because there is some suicidal ideation in this song, right? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, you know, really? like, I mean, like, I remember how miserable I was the last time I had an office job. And uh, to be right. to have an office job where you're not even in the office and you could just, like, jump off that <laughs> scaffolding, I kind of right. understand. Like, I'm not saying I have any kind of suicidal ideation. I do not. But I, I understand. I think that makes a very real, believable kind of emotional tone. It's yeah. a very, oh, yeah, very sure. smart scenario to write about. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I do. I, I think I think it would be easy to write about somebody in an office who has that. But yeah, to write about the window washer even outside of the the job is, I think, interesting. Ev, you have something to say? You're giving me a look. Like... I just get, I, I like to give sacred looks. Oh, you just you just no. I am. Um, right. My read on it wasn't there. Were, my read on it wasn't suicide. It was just he is like, what's fear of heights? Is that agor agoraphobic? Agoraphobia. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's got he's a window washer with a fear of heights. Uh huh. But he has to go up and wash windows because that's his job. And he's doing it for his family. So I don't think he wants to die. He is just terrified of falling. Yeah. But, but I mean, he also, I mean, I, I feel he... like he talks about, you know, I wish I could step off this scaffold and meet my dead grandfather. I wish I could step from this scaffold on the soft green pasture shopping malls or bed with my family and my pastor and my grandfather. I wish like, I could. No, that's the what? end of the sentence. He he wants to step off the scaffold and hang out with his family and his pastor, and then also his grandfather who's dead. Like, <laughs> are his fa his family and pastor dead too? Well, they're going to be one day. He'll be reunited with them in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> I, I think that I think you're reaching. <laughs> do you think so? I don't. Shale, what do you what do you think? You're. 
I think I think he he is both terrified and and kind of um, desiring both at the same time yeah. to fall off of that scaffolding. He's conflicted and it's very believable and it's not something he really wants to do. But I think the fantasy is something he does enjoy indulging in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so, too, mm-hmm. because I mean, he seems to be also very, you know, down on him, not just his work, but also himself. You know, sure. I mean, you've got those those lines like, you know, uh, paintings creating and. I think that's the most melodramatic line in the whole thing. Paintings creating and I'm just erasing, like. Paintings creating and I'm just erasing. Crystal clear canvas is my masterpiece. I wish I. Yeah, you're erasing shit that nobody wants. You're not yeah. erasing like something beautiful. But still, what a poignant concept. I think that's you, that's my favorite lyric in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. A crystal clear canvas is my masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought I thought it was really nice. And like, I mean, everybody has everyone, especially people who work in jobs that aren't fulfilling mm-hmm. or jobs mm-hmm. you're terrified of, like this guy. But I mean, like an office job where you just go into work and just sort of sit in front of a screen all day and do stuff. Like there's everyone sort of has that creative impulse. And I feel like as society becomes more uh, rich, I guess we, we try to fulfill that creative impulse because we look for more than just putting a house, a roof over our heads and food and that sort of stuff on the table. And he's thinking about that. He's thinking about his wife and his family, which is why he's up there, but he really wants to create. I think. I don't know where you're getting that creative. He's, he's feeling unfulfilled. I right? think I see I, it. I, I mean, I, I, if you're seeing it as an, if you are deriving that as an inversion of the, uh, you know, you create, I just destroy my masterpiece as a, as a crystal clear canvas um, yeah. lines, then I, I can see where you're getting that from. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and I mean, exactly. And if we want to go a little bit meta, I mean, he's writing a song about his experience. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think that the narrators of every song actually wrote this song? Well, yeah, right? <laughs> well, that's the conceit love- you have to pretend as a listener. <laughs> you know, you suspend your disbelief right? to fiction. Well, that's why... Yeah, musicals are so confusing because, like, where are these songs <laughs> diegetically coming from? Yeah. Like, Every song is diegetic. Yeah, right. Well, no, and I within love, the context of itself. I, I think I may have talked about it on the cast before, but how much I love the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But like, it's a musical, but it's revealed that all the music is happening because the main character, you know, again, it treats mental illness in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. But like, it's all because she's dreaming up these scenarios in her head. So I don't think that this guy is actually writing the song. <laughs> <laughs> we are poetically looking at his words, but I don't know. But okay, Ev. Yes. He wants to step out and not just hang out with his family. He wants to go to bed with his family. That's not a metaphor for death, you think? Like he wants to yeah. die. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's no. not like an incest he metaphor. Want, he doesn't want to die. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. He wants to go to bed with his wife? <laughs> and his family and his grandfather who's dead. He wants to rest. He wants. He wants. He wants some respite from his tedious work. That's exactly. The way I, I don't read think that it's. Te- I, th- I don't think. I didn't read it as tedious. I read it as terrifying. He wants to step out on these green fields where he's not afraid of falling. <laughs> it could be that <laughs> as well. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to undermine the suicide read. I just. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think this song. Uh, this song lends itself to multiple reads, yes. and that's a that's a great aspect of Bernie yeah. work. Yeah. Or, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's true. I, I, I don't think obviously there's no did you did you go searching for any canon interpretation of this song Ev? No. I did and I couldn't find anything. Uh, so uh yeah, I, I I don't know. Here's my question. Uh-huh. All right, one of the lines he talks about counting sheep. Yeah. And then the sheep fall off the building. Okay, Pretend that's fine. I'm not up here. Try counting sheep. 
the sheep seem to shower off the softest tower. Why is he counting sheep? You, you count <laughs> sheep to like go to sleep, right? right? That's what people. I mean, that's the. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't even consider that. You're like, right. He wants to like fall asleep on the scaffold. <laughs> well, he wants to calm himself. Maybe, yeah, but you don't count sleep just to calm. I mean, that's just for sleeping, right? <laughs> you don't do it like at work. Where you're like, yes. oh man, I'm really keyed up after that lunch walk. I need to like calm down and get back count to work. Uh, Five hundred, four hundred ninety-nine. Maybe he's just yeah. commenting on like some anxiety he has about accidentally falling asleep or something. Oh yeah, I don't know. yeah. Fair. Yeah, for sure. No, no that's I, it. That's that's the best. That's the best read I've the, heard of that. The, Thank the you, Shale. So far, yeah. No, I think that uh, that was my biggest problem with this song. Is I feel like there's a lot of like reaching in the uh, lyrics. But mm. it's so it's. I I feel like this is a song where usually I feel like they're kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. This song masks the straightforwardness a little bit, and in doing so, I think we become less specific, which is both troublesome and good because I, I you know I, I like their spe- I like their specificity most mm-hmm. of the time I like that we get these details about the character and I think we do get details here but also yeah we, d- we don't know anything about it we don't know if he's if he likes this job if he hates this job if it's something he, he hates it well he hates you it know okay, pretty well right. he, he but we don't know if he wants it. to kill himself or if he just wants right. to escape or um yeah I don't I don't know I think there's a lot of questions in the lyrics um I mean just the the I just didn't a lot of the metaphor just fell flat for me. Yeah. And usually that's a, that was a surprise because usually they're so good. Yeah. But like... Uh, you didn't think the boardroom was like a modern froze tomb? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the way he says that line cracks me up every time. A modern froze tomb. But like, <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I look straight in the boardroom. A modern froze tomb. I gladly swap places. They care to dive. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. I also oh, I, was going to ask, I, that, I, that one baffled me. No, I have right. you guys any idea? Like I mean, a pharaoh's tomb is where rich people are buried, right? <laughs> right. Like, so these people are all making okay. money, but they're dead okay, inside. Okay, so you can do a deep read. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that's, that's as good a deep read as we're going to come up with. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I sound confident, but I am actually I mean, throwing my hands up into the it air. All, and it all comes think, together in the I vamp. think you, you think you pulled out something that that's tenable okay (laughs) maybe a little bit i mean it all makes sense in the vampire read but we won't get there yet we'll save that for later oh no i would like to hear it give me the vampire read of the song if i'm ready for it are you sure come on bring this is interesting come and come and be the vampire read (laughs) yes Uh, shale by the way he uh he's fairly sure that every bernie lady song is about vampires or full house so he's got a horror movie or a horror movie so go ahead well i mean if if it wouldn't be too much of a tangent could you give me uh the read of of the two bare naked lady songs I remember the most from the nineties, the one that I, I, uh, I liked the most and always wanted to hear. And the one that I liked at first and then eventually did not want to hear, but kept hearing on the radio anyway. Uh huh. Which are, uh, so the one week is, is okay. the one is the first one. And the, <laughs> right. the other one's, uh, it's all been done before, which I do like, but I was, it was so overplayed for a bit. <laughs> that, yes. Let's start that, that was the one I did start turning off. We'll, right. We'll um, start with the uh, the easy one first. It's all been done before. Is clearly vampires. <laughs> vampire. You're right. Obviously. No, no, that's a gimme. That's a gimme. <laughs> like that's it, a gimme. That's just vampires going so through no time. So no need, no need to go into that one. <laughs> so right. give me the give me the one week. <laughs> well, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, so I can't do a super deep. Read. It's been one week since you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Could you do the I, whole song first? I've got the. I've got the. Uh, I, I, the, cor- China, the, cor- the Chinese. The Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> so I'm. 
I'm sure that when I get to that, I'll be able to find uh, yeah, connections for all of it. But I'm guessing that it's just probably about a vampire and this ghoul. Like, <laughs> oh, and it's ghoul. Yeah, we're doing these songs in chronological order, which is a real uh, strike against us, I think, because we're going to be in the muck after uh, everything to everyone and better ladies are me. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, we haven't gotten to one week yet, but I promise you, Shale, when we get to it, yeah. we will let you know what the vampire <laughs> read is. I am excited. I'm going to force you to do a vampire read. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll definitely do a vampire right. read on yeah. it. I, I will have to follow up. <laughs> yes, please do. So what what is your read got when, one extra when I fall here? Well, uh, so here we are. This guy, I'm thinking, is probably a ghoul mm-hmm. or a hunter. Okay. Uh, because okay. he is on this window, washing this window, and he's doing it sort of to scope out the uh, his prey. All right. Or for his master, who is an enemy of the vampires within. Because you're sitting there, and there's like a Ventru conclave in there. There's a bunch of like high... <laughs> like. Remember that uh, scene in Blade where he goes to like the vampire conclave and there's just a bunch of old dudes mm-hmm. sitting around a table and maybe one woman, I don't remember. <laughs> right. And then they're all killed instantaneously. But that's like, this That's this is like a prelude to that scene where it's just a bunch of really old, powerful vampires sitting around there. And this guy is either like a hunter or he's working for another an outsider vampire and he's like, or Blade. He might be like a Blade, a blade aficionado. I like that you specifically said it was Ventrue. Like you're crossing over the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. and the uh, Specifically <laughs> World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's all the same. It's all vampire. Vampires, right? Mm-hmm. The whole canon is there for me. Yeah, so it's, he's... It's, well, yeah, but it's, it's one specific take on vampire, which is World of Darkness, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. that is the one you're using because I oh, used yeah. to LARP. Oh yeah, Shale used to play a lot of. <laughs> oh World cool. Of so yeah, you guys. So yeah, he's uh, he's washing his windows. He's like he's like showing off, and he's like looking in a modern pharaohs to him because these people were probably alive during the time of the fucking pharaohs. Oh okay. Oh, he's looking at. Oh, he's the hunter looking at okay, his secular sure. rosary. Yeah, that that's how you hold is off, brilliant. That's how you. That hold is off a vampires. good read. <laughs> you're very good. You're very good. I'm not done yet. Oh, keep going. So he, I'm pretty sure he's a. I'm pretty sure he's a ghoul for a more powerful vampire because he's talking. He, this is a song to the, his vampire master, mm-hmm. right? He's talking about that. He's saying, "Who will catch me if I fall? I mean, who's going to catch you, right? A vampire. They can fucking fly. <laughs> will you catch me if I fall, master? Oh, 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 okay, okay. So wait, is he a ghoul or a he's hunter? A ghoul. Oh, he's okay. probably a ghoul. Okay, sure, he's, he's a ghoul. Yeah, he's hunting this other clan. Yes. Okay. I think okay, so. Okay. I think so. Or I mean, you can read it either way. So. Uh, yeah, and I mean, his secular rosary, obviously, he's got some sort of, like, defense. It's like he can make a cross out of his squeegee if they come after him. Okay, sure. <laughs> and he's got true faith because he's got a pastor. But so it, it goes into your read that his family, his father... Uh, are all his, dead. They're all dead. His pastor are all dead. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> And he wishes he could go out in like the sunlight, maybe. Maybe he's a vampire too. I don't know. Oh, okay. Sure. So, but he's like a he's a subsidiary. So wait, vampire. so you think he's window washing at night in yeah. this scenario? That seems questionable, but alright, I'm with don't you. Don't be afraid of the guy in the shades. Oh no. What the fuck are you doing? Is that sunglasses, something? sunglasses at night? Oh Jesus. Alright, yeah. I did so not. This, this makes me imagine like a series called Tales of the Night Wash or something. <laughs> right. Not not night watch, but night wash. The night, night wash. wash. Yeah. It's it's the night wash. Bit, the night the night washman <laughs> the night washman what do that you think? is this hunter's name that is yes. what the uh, the people of of his city know him as is the night washman yeah <laughs> I like i'm that. now envisioning like I, he's just waiting to break to snap his mop in half and stake some motherfucker right yeah, that's right he's gonna go, he's gonna go bursting in that fucking ch- chamber and go all fucking blade on them yeah. or, uh, yeah. Steve, or actually i think it's Stephen dorf who kills them all Stephen. oh in the movie yeah in the, yeah. In the blade I, movie yeah i feel You're like i've watched one thing this mop is made wood <laughs> I feel like I've watched Blade a hundred times, but they're all at your house, and they're all when I'm disgustingly drunk. So I don't That's remember the only any time Blade. you ever want to watch Blade. Yeah, I think so. And, and haven't you enjoyed it every time? I have. I, there yeah. was, I think, a time we watched Blade where we were all so drunk 
that at the end of every scene, we watched an entire episode of the Eric Andre show. <laughs> this could not be real. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It took us like four hours to get through Blade. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Oh, goodness. Uh, okay, so let's... We've, you guys we've, know how to party, huh? We, we do <laughs> know so how to party. <laughs> um, so we've, uh, we've, we've kind of covered it uh, lyrically, musically. Let's talk a little bit about this. I Good call. love the yeah. violin in this song. I think it's oh, perfect. Yeah. You got a little bit in the opening, and then the violin that comes between those verses. Like, it's weird, but it kind of works somehow. Like, I felt like it was kind of indicative of his fear maybe like it reminds me of like howling wind in a way like it's got it's this... sort of plaintive like, it is just plaintive. like this song yeah <laughs> i suppose it may have been reasonable that they put a plaintive sound in a plaintive song but hands clench the squeegee but yeah i thought i thought it was sort of uh maybe it meant to be indicate the narrator's mental state like yeah. they've done before yeah. Um, and Jesus Christ, Ed and his acoustic guitar, like I could just sit him and sit and listen to him all fucking day, just noodle on that fucking thing. Oh, for sure. He comes up with lick after fucking lick that I love just yeah. on that acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. This one is is definitely no different. I really love. Uh, I, I love that guitar. I love the. I love the the sparseness of it at mm-hmm. first, where it's just like vocals, acoustic, and bass. And I think they're. I think they really shine. I mean, oh, gosh, they've gotten so much better at putting in those oddball instruments, like working them into the yeah. mix. But also they shine so well when they're just like a five piece or a four piece. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I think the omission of percussion really lets you, uh, really lets the bass shine in this composition. You can really hear the interesting things that the bass is doing. You can really hear the bass tone very well. It's very rich. Yeah. Um, that stood out and to me. And I wasn't even really, I mean, I, I was just listening on headphones, so I didn't even have like a great, I had, they were, they were just balanced regular monitors, so I didn't have a great bass boost or anything. It just sounded mm-hmm. really beautiful. Um, and and you know, the, also, like you said, the, you know, the tone of the, uh, of the nylon guitar is, is just really nice. Yeah. And the violin. You know, you, you, you talk about the drums and I do like that they are uh, absent from the beginning of the song. And I'm not sure if I'm totally down on where they come in because he's like, I look straight in the boardroom and the drums are like, boop, 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 like <laughs> as if that's supposed to be like the line of <laughs> emphasis there. It's a weird, you know, here's the, I'm going back to that. It's a weird cue. Anything that comes in on the one most perplexing line is going to be suspect, you know? It's going to sort of impressionistically bleed. Right. And it's like two (laughs) lines later that he starts contemplating suicide. And I was like, couldn't you just hold off for just like eight more seconds? We could have had a little more. So very And then just to make matters worse, why at the moment when you're pulling the rug out from under your audience, are you throwing the drums at them? Why? (laughs) Right. You're hitting them over the head, yeah. It's like adding a adding yeah. A you're track. hitting you're 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 knocking them down and hitting them with the. <laughs> <laughs> I like this is the abusive yeah, Benedict ladies. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, surprise. But, <laughs> yes, it hits you emotionally, yeah. and the, if they could, they would hit you physically <laughs> with this song. Uh, but you know, I, even even when it's even when it's like uh like uh, being surprised and perplexed, I appreciate a song's ability to move me. Oh yeah, yeah. Even when sure. it's that, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> go on. Yeah. Even if it's bad, you said. Well, not when it's bad. Even when it's that. Even when oh, it's oh, if that. I'm perplexed. It's, it's not. Okay. It's not bad to be perplexed inherently. Right. But right, it's right. not the kind. It's not the kind of emotion we generally seek when we <laughs> we, we listen to music. <laughs> but sure. it's not bad. There's. I, it's not without its value. <laughs> sure. I feel like th- they might be giants have gotten by for 25 years on okay. <laughs> perplexity alone. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really yeah. good point. I'm thinking like so. Saker. Yeah. Would you love puzzle songs? 
Oh my god, a riddle song? Yeah, like song that's like like, yes. like that's like layered riddles and meanings. You we, have to like uh, We wrote one on a 2D6 album and no one's ever solved it still. <laughs> it's the, the last track on album 5 is a What's a it called? Uh, I can't remember. What's, no one can ever what's remember. The, uh, what's the track? It's a puzzle that no one solved. Yeah, I'll have to show it to the guy. We'll, 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 we'll take a we'll take a look at it. We'll see okay. if we can crack it. Okay, good. good. Yeah, I'll, send, I'll send, send me a link after the show. I will, and I'm gonna put it in the show notes, <laughs> listeners. If you want to give a crack oh, what's the to reward? It. If you solve it, we'll cool. give you a. Well, it's a two D six prize package that's oh. still sitting at my house that nobody's ever won. <laughs> so, but yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Well, now I have to do it. <laughs> you have to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would. Well, I would did you say that it was a riddle? No, well, in the song, the lyrics are, I bet you'll figure it out if you're not dumb. I bet you'll figure it out if you're not dumb. <laughs> no one, everyone's been too dumb so far. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so you were saying, would I like a puzzle song? Yes. yes. The answer is yes. yes. I would I would like a, per, a perplexing song. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I oh, Obviously, we're talking Bare Naked Ladies, so this song has... Unbelievable harmonies, mm -hmm. right? Like that's just sort of a given at this point. Wish I could fly from this building, from this wall. And if I should try, would you catch me if I fall? I wish I um, a gibbon. A gibbon. <laughs> it's a monkey all over this track. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. That's one thing they haven't put in yet is animal noises. Well. We'll get to another postcard. We got a <laughs> yeah. bunch of postcards with chimpanzees eventually. Um, I, so at the end of the song, how, how do we read? I mean, obviously the narrator strays away from if I fall to mm -hmm. when I fall. Mm -hmm. And the song is titled When I Fall. So has the narrator made up their mind at the end? Are they going to kill themselves? And if I should try, would you catch me if I Uh, this is a question. I don't make that read. So, I, I, my read is 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 that he's just sort of increasingly engrossed in his own like terrified fantasy over the course of the song. You know, mm, so it does and, become I, sort, sort of an intrusive thought. Yeah, it's like it's not that he wants to, but he's lost perspective, and it now feels inevitable for the moment being. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I like that. Evan, did you have? Yeah, I, I agree with Shale. Like, I think that he's. Again, I'm not reading this as a suicide song, so I don't think he's decided to do anything. He's just he just sees it as inevitable because he's so fucking scared to be up there. Sure, sure. So he's like, if I fall, if I fall, when I when I fall, I'm definitely gonna fall. Oh so, god, I'm so fucking scared. I hate this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I see. I I I saw this as as an ideation song, but I could totally understand the other reading. Could of it. you do a job you were petrified of? To feed, to feed your family. No, listen. I think there's a difference between being petrified of a job and... Because I think everybody... Well, there's some There was some study that just came out that like 70% of all Americans feel imposter syndrome in their job. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I saw that. Isn't that depressing? Isn't that just like, what are we doing? Why is society this way? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. But like, so I think everybody kind of feels petrified in their job. I mean, well, there's a difference for between the, like not thinking you can do the job and being kind of scared. And, and then like, 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 like literally die. like my job <laughs> is to light fires in my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, I'm just fires in my house. Like, we will pay you to light your house. Oh, I guess professional arsonist. Okay. Professional, professional arsonist. collector. Well, I'm just trying to think. I don't, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not petrified of any, I guess spider wrangler like <laughs> for like a movie set. Like you just have to show up with all these fucking spiders. This I, is a good question. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, I don't have arachnophobia, but I, I don't like, 
being around sure. spiders. I'm not a fan of them. I put them outside when I find them. Sure. Like, so what job would you be terrified to do for like you? Spi- spider wrangler. Spider wrangler. Shale, is there a job where you could not do it because of fear? <laughs> the yeah, No is also an acceptable answer, you brave, brave man. <laughs> no, I was going to think, like, is there a job that I could do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I can't do Shaker. I can't do any jobs because of fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh well, you you and you, that's just the truth. Uh, yeah, well, not even you, a joke. <laughs> your 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 Patreon is killing it. So professional musician is exactly where you should be. Thank I you. Feel like. yeah. I'm I'm trying. You know, I do a few things here and there. Yeah, yeah. money's tight. <laughs> <think mine's laughs> mine will be on. I think uh, when technology gets sufficiently advanced enough. I think uh, teleportation tester is my nightmare job, right? That's I a mean, good one. That is. I'd like to be a taste maker. A what? A taste maker. A taste, a taste maker. maker. <laughs> Professional taste maker. Hello, and let me tell you what to like. Yeah, that's not a bad job. Yeah, that's the op. See, I would also be terrified of that <laughs> job, like being a taste maker, because if you're wrong, then. I mean, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Did you predict correctly? No, like stock market fucking terrifies me because if you're wrong, like people, you've just lost people millions of dollars in one fell swoop. Yeah, but you're a st- you work on Wall Street, so you're a sociopath. <laughs> That's like, true too, I suppose. I mean, you're gam- it, to work on Wall Street, you have to have some sort of not care. Yeah, like you're sociopathic. gambling with other people's money. That's just implicit in the job. Yeah, and I mean, they're not. And I mean, studies have shown over and over again that stockbrokers are no better than an average person at guessing successful really? stocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. That's, like, if you want to play the stock market, index funds. Get into a fucking index fund. Put all your money there and just leave it there. What is Don't an index it. fund? Oh, it's just it tracks an entire stock market. So you buy a little bit of everything. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, stock and stock markets generally grow over the course of history. Oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, but putting putting your money in stocks is just like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. just in a stock. I mean, you can get lucky, obviously, because you're gambling. But right. Well, it's not as dumb as gambling, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that ga- I mean, just spend your money, right? Right, like, yeah. If I sit down at a roulette table, I just, everything that I sit down with, I assume <sighs> I'm going to lose. Man, my poor mom, she went into, she used, she go, she went to casinos uh-huh. once, twice a year, maybe. Uh-huh. And one time she won $5,000 on the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory uh-huh. slot machine. And now wow. she's like, I got it. I, I, we, let's go to the casino. Do you want to go oh, to the casino? Oh, no. <laughs> and, and what, it hooks you. You get one hook in you. And it's like, I, oh, I mean, I've, I can't gamble. I could get terror. That's a job I couldn't do. It's like professional gambler. Professional I get like, gambler. Like I sat down at, a, I think, a roulette or a craps table once. Yeah. And I like I was so terrified. Like yeah. I had like palm sweat. I had like heart palpitations. Yeah. But I like I just go and play like the nickel slot machine for yeah, the rest of the fine. night. Yeah. I'm yeah like, Oh, I lost $20. Bucks. Yeah, that's okay. fun. That was entertainment. Fun <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of different versions of this song. I just want to kind of drop them in here and, and uh, uh, give some idea for people who are interested in them. The Rock Spectacle, the live version from their live album, has like synths and piano instead of the violin. I thought it gave it kind of a, a warmer feel instead of that, like it's a very fearsome violin song. Uh, it's got lots of piano, which I believe Kevin was with the band at that point. So mm-hmm. here's a little clip from that. Curse at the windstorms that October brings. Look straight in the boardroom. Uh, you've got the bathroom sessions version, which is just acoustic. It sounds exactly the same. Here's that. I wish I could step from this scaffold onto soft green pastures, shopping malls, or bed. And then you've got the, uh, we've talked about it before, the Brannigan Ladies and the Persuasions version when they teamed up with that doo-wop group. 
there, this version is crazy. There's harmonies at the beginning. Um, instead of uh, during each of the choruses, we've got like this enhanced version of the Born on a Pirate Ship chorus. Uh, hmm. I, I tend to miss the violin. None of these have the violin, um, but uh, the production for this one sounds weirdly hollow to me. But you, we'll put a clip of it in here. I wish I could fly from this building, from this wall. If I should try, would you catch me if I fall? They're all pretty good, I would say. This is this is kind of a classic. Like I feel like they keep redoing this one on like best mm-hmm. ofs and remixing it because it's, it's a good song. It's, it's a classic yeah. song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that, that's interesting. I didn't know it was redone so many times because I didn't I didn't get to it. But I was gonna say that if I had like a criticism, it would be I. I, I mean, I I do appreciate some things about the sparse instrumentation, but ultimately. With this particular song, I'm left questioning: Is the opportunity cost of not doing just like a, a more rockin' version worth paying? I don't know if it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would like. like I to- want. I wanted to hear it a little more. Um, I wanted to hear some of like the urgency and the fear and like the the, the frustration kind of reflected in the instrumentation and the arrangement and, and and I get I mean they get this kind of a contrast and that's a right. that's a thing that's oh. a thing for its own sake too but uh, I mean juxtaposition I guess I, I yeah, don't know for sure so I like, would have I would have liked to hear a, a, a bigger arrangement a harder arrangement okay yeah. so like so I'm gonna check out that duop <laughs> one that sounds good yeah oh, with distortion sure. I mean but I mean like I know they don't really do that much yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of me injecting my personal preferences into the song right because like you know that is a thing i keep coming back to with bare naked ladies over and over again big big fan as of their songwriting right wonderful songwriting um their arrangement doesn't match my personal proclivities so much right right yeah that's okay i mean so you like them objectively but you don't always like (laughs) them subjectively i I like them yeah Yeah. objectively overall yeah but like this is like my my criticism this is like you know the criticism of yeah personal taste would you like a youtube version of this song where every time they said when i fall the song sped up 33 (laughs) percent would that add to the urgency i'd I'd watch that once yeah i think that would be fun (laughs) certainly be a lot shorter i might have to make that i like that idea uh okay so um any other Thoughts from you, Shale, about the song in general before we get to actually rating it? I like the title of the album, Born in a Pirate Ship. <laughs> I, me <laughs> that's too. A, that is, that's not a very important thought. No, I have nothing else. Do you know where that title comes from, Shale? Uh, here we go. No, where does it come from? Shale, I'd like you right now don't to do, hold your tongue in your fingers and say Born on a Pirate Ship. Oh, what's this? Hold my thumb in my hold, fingers. Hold your tongue, born... your tongue in your fingers. No. In your fingers. You're is it, it going to be born on a pile of shit? <laughs> he you, said he was I'll born do it, on a but I figured it out. All right. Yeah, you always get born it wrong. Born on a pile of shit. <laughs> you always oh. get it wrong, Saker. You have to put your hand, your fingers in both sides of your mouth. Oh, yeah, like he's doing on the cover. Like literally oh, he's I, doing on the... Yeah, it's the same thing. Born on a pirate ship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got it. Oh, he said it twice. Damn, I like that. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I like that too. I, I like the title of this album. I feel like it's dumb as hell, but I'm into it. <laughs> Um, I, I, I like it even more now. <laughs> I like it with I think it works really well with the cover art. Yes, yes, it does. It's an instructional yeah. cover art. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was wondering. I, I think I came close to putting it together, but you just you just got me over the finish line. No, that's it's a it's a riddle song. It's a puzzle that's song. That's why we do this podcast. It no, it is, it is, it is. <laughs> you have to put it all together. That's Saker's favorite thing. Yeah. yeah. Um but Evan, did you have any other thoughts? Uh, again, When I Fall, perfect title for a horror movie. Oh, go- oh yeah, your horror movie. Well, what I mean, would When I Fall be about? It's pretty easy. I've heard it much already. 
Oh, sure. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay. like a blade, a blade, yeah, blade. scenario, or maybe like, like a monster squad or a, like a Fright Night where, right. where they're hunting down a powerful vampire. Yes. Okay, so with that in mind then, let's go ahead and get to rating the song. Okay, shall we rate on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? The more naked a song is, the more we liked it. The more clothes it has on, the worse it is. We're going to give you some time to think, so we'll start with Evan's rating. So Evan, what did you think about When I Fall? You work... Nine to five, an office hour job. You're at uh-huh. your computer typing away. <laughs> got to get those TPS reports uh-huh. turned in by Friday. You're you're typing away. You're, you got your Excel. You got your Alt tab open. You got your YouTube playing. Sure. You're watching. You're watching some YouTube show, Red Netflix, whatever. <laughs> Boss comes by. You have to Alt tab it away. You know. You know how it is. Your job is just a fucking grind. You look up. There's a man, a naked man, <laughs> outside your outside window. Outside your window, fiftieth floor. <laughs> And he's just standing there fully fucking nude. Yeah. Fully nude. Uh, no clothes, no hat, nothing. Like sparse body hair. Uh-huh. Very sparse. <laughs> okay. And then he picks up his squeegee. Yeah. And he like wipes it. You think it's going to do the window, but he wipes it across his chest. And as it does, it takes off his skin. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But there's not like muscle or it's not like peeling it off. Like right. it's like you realize his skin is painted onto him. Ooh. Because he's clear. Okay. So you can see like all these organs and these bones and stuff inside. He just like he's like clear. He's like one of those phones from the nineties. And he's just like wiping. He's just wiping it away. Then he goes to his bones and his organs and like he slowly with his squeegee removes everything until he's not there anymore. This is a fucking nightmare song. So this song is so naked for you that it ceases to exist. It's a great song. I love it. But when I dig deeper into it, Uh the more I dig, the less I like it. Oh, is my is my rating on? So wouldn't that be more clothes on? Would it? <laughs> I, I figured that because was I feel like if, of our if it were making sense, yeah, it would be putting more clothes on, right? But it doesn't make sense. So the more you dig into it, the less sense it makes okay. to me. <laughs> so, okay, and like the metaphors kept like they just kept they didn't land for me. They right, didn't right. stick the metaphors. But again, loved this song on first blush. Like if I wasn't listening to the lyrics and dig, if if I wasn't listening to this song for this fucking podcast, right? This would be on my rotation all the fucking time because <laughs> okay. it's a great fucking bop. Yeah. So yeah, it gets conf- I think it's confusing and. uh uncomfortable okay oh our old scale of uh gross, gross confusing and derivative confusing and derivative so this is gross and uh, confusing not yeah. gross uh, uh, maybe a little no no it's not gross okay. i think it's just just, deriv- confusing. just just confusing um for me this song is you get invited to your friend's halloween party and you're like damn this is gonna be fun what's your friend's name uh your friend's name is galloquin galloquin yeah galloquin scamplers galloquin scamplers uh so you go over galloquin's house and uh you, you how big you, how big's the house you're already it's a mansion dude oh gosh and uh you go in he's, your he does stocks your he works in the stock market is, yeah he's in the stock market you, you go as a window washer and uh, and you get there, and you you have like your squeegee, and but his your... house has no windows. <laughs> That's the, the yes. Thank you for constantly one upping this scenario. You go to his windowless I'm punching, castle. I'm punching your scenario up. <laughs> windowless castle. And uh, and you get there, and you realize, oh shit, this is a this is an eyes wide shut orgy. So everyone else there is either barely clothed or naked. So this is some weird scenario where it's like. I think this song has problems. I think this song came to me clothed, but for the most part, everything surrounding this song, I think it's got great lyrics. I think it's got, uh, except for some confusing parts, I think it's got a great melody, except maybe, you know, I, I would like to hear some more of that, you know, uh, the the state of the narrator reflected in the melody or the instrumentation. So it's a fully clothed man in an orgy. <laughs> okay, so, but in your scenario, you show up to this orgy. Yeah. 
And then you just don't take your clothes off. You just leave them no, on. You the leave them on, and you have drinks, and you try to converse with people who are fucking. Yes, so that's you, how this works. You're committed to. You're committed. You're committed to the, to the bit. Yeah. The bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shale, what do you think on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? How does this song rate? December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six, Queen Queens, New York, three a.m. You're coming home from a bar. You've been having a difficult time in your life, and you were doing some drinking. Blowing off some steam. It's quiet. There's a little bit of a sleet falling, some ugly wet rain. You make your way to a station, swipe your card, sit down on a bench, and you wait the long 40 minutes for the late night train to arrive alone. Everyone else is out with their families, home or home with their families. Train arrives at the station. It's no one. You enter, you sit down. The only fellow passenger is a man who looks exactly like Santa Claus, but he's dressed in a hospital gown. You sit a cr- you sit on the opposite end of the train from Santa Claus, but over the course of the 90-minute ride, gu- guilt erodes your conscience and you, you, you move stop by stop, one seat closer. Finally, right before you reach your stop... The second to last stop on the train. Yours is the last. Santa Claus gets up. He turns around, revealing that his hospital gown has been assless the entire time. And he he gets off the train. (laughs) And that is my rating. Thank you for bringing poetry back to this podcast. (laughs) That was beautiful. Beautiful. So an assless Santa or assless uh, assless Santa Claus by yourself on a subway in 1986 on Christmas Eve (laughs) at three in the morning. Four in the morning. I feel like this story came came from a place of personal. <laughs> Did this happen to well, you? Well, I was four or five in 1986. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my god, Show Riley, thank you so much for being on our podcast. This was yeah. an absolute joy, man. Oh, is there anything that you'd like to plug before you get out of here? Yeah, come to my Patreon. Listen to my music. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Grammar Club. We put out a new original song every Monday. We put out a new remix cover or demo on Wednesdays. We put out a No Fake Friday um, live session style or acoustic track every Friday. And we put out a podcast almost every Thursday. Um, It's, you know. It's uh, it's weird music for weird people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's if you are a fan of content, it's all good. But goddamn, is there a lot of yeah, it? You're prolific. Yeah, Monday, Thank Wednesday, we're Thursday, hard. and Friday. Yeah, you really wow. are working, working hard. hard. You gotta so, be. I try. I try to write music every day. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. I figure if people are if people are paying me, I owe I owe them some work. Yeah, so. yeah this is true. It's well, a good. Awesome. Way to it's been a good. It's been good. Yeah. So well, Shell, thank you so mm-hmm. much for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This has been so much fun. Yeah, my pleasure. Really, I had I like I, I had a, I had a great time. I increased my appreciation of the bare naked ladies. I'm gonna definitely listen to some more. I'd love to be on the show again anytime. And it was really great catching yeah, up. Yeah, good. And it was really nice to meet good, you. Good nice catching up with you too, uh, yeah. Evans. Nice to meet you. See you later, man. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye. Hey, Evan. Saker has an apology to make. You also have an apology to make. I never said that I said death sticks or dead sticks. And I never said that you said Star Trek. Yes, you did. I just automatically jumped to Star Trek without being informed. And then you made us listen to that commercial again. Yeah, well, that's okay. You enjoyed it. Don't you like hearing your own voice? You do. Uh, you've told me you only yeah. listen to the parts where you talk on the podcast. Most of the time, I have a. I can see because my audio is a little bit louder than yours sometimes. Oh, you visually look at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. As I go through, what? I, visu- really? I visualize it. I see colors. You little boy. So you just fifteen second forward button through all the parts where I'm talking. 
Uh, not always. Okay. <laughs> and guess you just. A lot of time you got to set me up for stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's a bump set spike in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Who's the bump? The bump is Colonel Sanders. <laughs> the spike? The spike is La Larry Scotty Pippin. And we're going out of order. The set? <laughs> the set is the cupcake guy. The cupcake queen. Um, yeah, we're, I think that's an interesting volleyball of team where one person bumps, the other person spikes onto a man laying on the ground <laughs> who sets it up and over the net. Uh, that's a fun way to play volleyball. Yeah? I think so. Me too think so. I've played a couple games of volleyball in my life. I know how they're done. Played a couple hundred. Really? Your volleyball vol used to be like my favorite sport because I felt like I was a really good server. I would do something that when I was like 12 years old, I called the star serve because oh. you had to have a cool name for it. I was like, into anime, man. Yeah. Is that where you do like a like a quick spin before you serve it? Uh, like throwing a shot put? What happens is I would throw it up in the air. Catch it in your mouth. And then I would open hand hit it. Oh, five fingers. <laughs> yes. That was the star. It's like a pentagram. Yeah, I mean, it's but, not uh, really a great star, though. It's a very crude So here's star. my question. How did the star serve hurt up, hold up in the major leagues? <laughs> well, uh... When you went pro. In high school, everyone laughed at me when I yelled out, star serve! And then I served the ball. Uh, that didn't happen. I lied. I lied for the sake of drama and humor and pathos. Okay, here's 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 a little improv lesson, Saker. Okay. You immediately, you immediately don't bail from every you bit. Yeah, you just <laughs> like, like, all right. So you're driving along the road, and uh -huh. uh, a guy starts asking you about how many oranges you got in your trunk. Oh, you know, I have set. I can't do this. I can't. I can't lie. I'm sorry. This is stupid. This is so uh, yeah, I think lying is a sin, uh -huh. and that's why I can't ever do improv. Because it's against Jesus. Are you going to bail from this bit too? Or should I engage with you? Do you think there are any Christian improv people out there? I would be astounded if there weren't. Like, no. Floored. I don't. Literally, I would lie down on this floor right now. <laughs> right. If, if, I, if there were no Christian improv groups. If I, I do like... a Google search for Christian improv right now and get zero results, will you lie on my floor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I want to see that more than anything. Christian Improv Comedy Association 2018 conference. Okay. They're big enough that they have a whole fucking... Yeah, where do like... you think this conference is? Uh, Take a gander. Take a guess there. Is it in... Are you gonna give it's me gotta a be a southern state. Give me a continent. Right? It's gotta be in North America. It doesn't have to be a southern state. Okay. Where do you... Um, okay. Oh, I, I know the answer now. I look at the screen. I look screen. I'm gonna guess... Connecticut. Mm, close. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. A lot of Christians in Wisconsin. It's not really that close to Connecticut. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> I fact. mean, it's closer than the south i guess i don't know yeah. what to google map that stuff hey boy um you know who else meets in wisconsin who else um you do the copy for I'm, this i'm spiking i can't see the computer screen okay you you spike it say it again you know who the copy is screen that who you know who can't see this copy screen and now i bump it who is it Sasquatch Smashers. Sasquatch Smashers, you say? Well, we know a lot of audio drama podcasts feature a Monster Hunter host, his vampire co-host, and a stylish steampunk murder boat named Jenny. Murder boat? It's murder bot. It definitely is. I know this is copy way better than you do, even though I have never seen it, never read you it, never received it. What if it was a murder boat? That would be way better. I think it's more fun... Because I'm usually the straight man. You know how straight I can be. Yes. And you're usually a silly guy. So this is you furiously trying to keep your wits about you. I feel like a lot as of As you are barraged by my quick rapier wits. A lot of time in this relationship, I tend to be the straight man, which I don't like. It doesn't feel good. How's that? How I like that? being the goofball. 
Well, you can't have two goofballs. No, somebody quoted you the other day and thought it was a funny quote on one of our Facebook pages. And I said, didn't I say anything funny? Why didn't you quote me? I said, <laughs> what, I'm sure I said What something. was the quote? I don't know. How am I going to get my chuckles, I think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think, I think you said that. <laughs> Could be. Um, and Elvis is a necromancer. I forgot where we were in the copy, but Elvis is a necromancer. See, at first I thought it said an Elvish necromancer, because I just glanced at the copy, but that makes too much sense. Squanch Mantra's Camity Pancast likes to think it stands out from the others and that they could have an old guy in a wheelchair. I don't like that. It feels weird to say that. What? This podcast has an old guy in a wheelchair. So? I mean, if they treat it respectfully, I don't think there's a problem. It's not like... It's a comedy podcast. Do you think if they're bringing it up in the copy for their podcast that they do it in a respectful way on the cast? Well, yeah, they want to show that, you know, they are they're not ageist and they are not ableist. So they have a very, I'm sure, I haven't listened to the podcast, but I am very sure Sam Squanch Squanchers uh-huh. has a incredibly uh, nuanced character <laughs> who has who is who exists outside of the fact that he is old and in right. a wheelchair. Right. If I I'm sure to the it's podcast. not just like some like old guy grunting or whining or <laughs> talking about how things used to be back in the old days. Let me play a clip from... Unless he's a Trump voter, in which case you can portray him however you want. Let me play a clip from Squash Smashers right now. Oh. Oh, no. I pooped myself. That's not from Squash Smashers. I voted for Jimmy Carter. No. Oh, well, I mean, I like Jimmy Carter, okay? Uh, uh, I wish I was a penis farmer. That's not what... Oh, that's... I'm old. Oh, I forgot it's Joe. I don't get it. You comedy. You're not. I fell down and fart- farted myself again. You know. How That's long? the end of the clip, Ev. What would you think? Did you like it? You were talking back on the clip for some reason. I was talking over the clip because I felt embarrassed. For whom? For us. <laughs> Me too. All the time. <laughs> In any case, you can check it out. That could squash smashers drops. Check it out at i i a n d presents.com. God, so, I love he missed. So for now on, instead of doing commercials, we could just do what we think the podcast is without Absolutely. without listening to. It. I mean, I actually have listened to a lot of the podcasts. I've listened to the. It's all been tracked. I've listened to Mary Ann's Macabre movie Evan, reviews. This ad is over. No, it isn't. It's not over till I say it's over. Never. Can you please say it's over? What are you going to do for me? Uh, what are you going to give me? I'll give you money. Oh, okay. $100,000. $100,000. You got it. This Great. ad, be done. Thank you. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. We're going to go ahead and spin that big wheel. I like to get a good stutter step in before we actually record a <laughs> right? second. It's always fun. All right. So our segment for this week is... Gum, 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 gum. Our segment for this week is one we haven't actually done in a long time, Ed Boy. It's oh, no. Piece of Cake. Pair this song with a food or a drink. So oh. when I fall, what would you pair it with? If you were... Mm, I'm going to listen to the song When I Fall... And when I listen to it, I want to eat this. What what occurs to you right off the bat? Oh, right off the bat, easy reach. Okay. Mulled cider. Mulled cider mm, because of fall. Big old mulled cider. Wow. <laughs> so you're a doing old, the a big old roasted like a, a little bit of fall grilling. You know that ain't never gone bad. Sure, sure. You're doing the like, famous Bernadette Ladies pivot. So when I fall becomes when I fall what? season is my he favorite. Talks about October. 
a big old hand. Oh yeah, cursing at the windstorm. And then like a little bit of a little bit of candy. Yeah. As an aperitif. Oh, okay. So candy as an aperitif. Oh, for October. October. Yeah. You're just doing all October foods. I know. That's well. That's that was my first reach. This and, is weird because this song specifically mentions a month. Yeah. Not yeah. many big lady songs will put you in that specific of a mindset. Mm-hmm. As, as we in the autumn nearing winter, I want to indulge oh, yeah. in my favorite, uh, like a pumpkin ale. Yeah, yeah, mm, pumpkin yeah. Pumpkin pie. Ooh. A little bit of turk. E. <laughs> so you would just have you would condense all of November or all of October, October no- and November, November. <laughs> and probably December because just like early December, like fall doesn't start till October, right? So so yes, October twenty first, I think. So you would lay out a, a fucking a smorgasbord. Fucking, it's my favorite season. <laughs> Turkey, my favorite eating season. Sauce, stuffing, oh, yeah. candy, Roast cider, beef, ham, cider, candy, candy, candy. <laughs> <laughs> and you would eat it all. Yeah. Like, would you make? a little ooh ooh indulge me on this would you make would you get two Reese cups out put maybe a slice of turkey and some stuffing in between them eat a little turkey roast Reese sandwich probably not okay i mean <laughs> I said indulge me on you're this. welcome you're welcome to my table saker so okay. i can you i know you'll do it yeah i've seen you do things like that do you remember that one time somebody dared me to nope. eat a bunch of cake all at once <laughs> just shove cake in my mouth we were at a chinese buffet listeners uh-huh. and saker paused from shoving cake. I just remember him shoving cake in his mouth. Like, because you could go to the buffet and get a hundred of those little uh, cakes that are the size of a deck of cards or something like that. And Taker was just shoving them into his mouth again and again. mischaracterizing me. You were just shoving them into your mouth. How am I mischaracterizing you? <laughs> okay. Just tell me, tell me right. when to stop. Go ahead. And then you stop with your mouth full, furiously trying to swallow and go, see, I did it. <laughs> and everyone just like looked around and you said, who, who dared me to do this? And, my partner said, nope, nobody dared you to do that, Saker. You're, you were just doing it. Someone dared me to. I don't remember who it was. At that moment, they did not speak You're up like one because of those it was funnier to them to watch me drown in this pool of sorrow that they created. You were like created. one of those fucking guys who, I shouldn't say this, but like is part of a like a peer group like a friend group but knows that they're the like lowest status person <laughs> so like hey hey guys and you're like trying to impress everybody uh-huh. like hey guys you want to who wants to see me like rip off this uh like this car antenna and like like whip whip somebody with it like, whip, whip myself whip with myself. it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that be fun yeah yeah like but you weren't like, i bet you I don't bleed much <laughs> but like i don't feel like that you were the lowest status person there and everyone liked you <laughs> so someone so i don't know why you were doing me it to do it it doesn't matter I mean, we did do that other game where we went around. We were at that dim sum place and we went around. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about low status. We went around the circle. We were all sitting at a circle. We were all eating delicious dim sum. And Evan decided to play the game. What do you think that Saker's girlfriend likes least about him? And they all went around in a circle and said the things that they think that my at the time girlfriend liked the least. Now your time wife. So magic. Mine was only mine. I think I only remember mine, and it was your smug sense of superiority. (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) But I don't remember anybody else's. Yeah, they were all shitty like that. But I put on a happy face. I grinned. I said, Uh, "This is funny." You were having. We were having a chuckles thing because none of us knew your girlfriend, soon to be fiance, soon to be wife yes soon to be best bud but what upset me is that everyone hit the nail on the head she had told me just the night before how much she hated all of those things about me oh i pledged to be a better person and then we got married and you are and i haven't been good in front of you i'm great well, but in my private life i have a smug sense of superiority <laughs> like, all the time i convinced all those assholes i'm actually a good person what are those cookies that when you bite into them they're like 99 percent air 
like airy cookies. Like they're know. just like, oh, like, like a, a meringue. Like a meringue, a meringue yeah. is exactly yeah, meringue. what I'm thinking yeah. of. This song makes me want to eat meringues. It's a very light, wispy song, very mm. airy. I feel like it looks substantial, and when I bite into it, it's like, oh, there's not a whole lot there at all. Not that it's bad, it's tasty. Mm-hmm. But I think it it's it's bigger than it, it it's smaller than it appears to be. It's bigger on the outside than it is on the inside. It's a it's an opposite uh uh Doctor Who. So it's <laughs> what like are a, those called? It's like a meringue, but it's filled with like very rich foods. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's a, like it's a, a center. meringue filled with, with turkey and stuffing. <laughs> so oh. I'll, I'll, I'll buy into your October meringue. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Well, I was thinking like a construction food. I don't know why. Like I, like a like a big old hoagie sandwich. Like that's a, a Subway. construction food. No, I was thinking like another thing you could that this puts me in mind of is like something like a window washer would actually eat. Okay, like, all right. While ninety eight stories. Yes. above the ground sure you want a food you can handle with one hand right so you can keep a hold of that sweet bar that's saving you alive okay so you're, you're thinking... not tied to nothing you're just balancing on that tightrope so here's the deal though you're thinking thematically what matches with this song i'm thinking in my heart mm-hmm. you're thinking with your this is so I characteristic of evidence saker you always that. think with your brain i always feel with my heart that's okay i mean you're t- saying like it's a bad thing no i'm the kirk and you're the spark Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you think, think people I... ship us? <laughs> Do you think there's any Evbo Sakebo? No. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. Listeners. No. Nope. One thing we want you to do, if you get anything out of this episode, we want some slash fanfics. Let's get it going. Uh, Have you ever had a slash fanfic written about you? No, why would I? In high school, one of my uh, friends wrote slash fanfics about uh, me and another friend I of mine. I don't tend to run in the circles that like people get slash written yeah, about them. I mean, it was high school. and did, yeah. yeah, I mean... You know, slash fan fiction. Yeah, again, was... I'm not nothing against slash. I just, uh, again, I'm not really like my. But wouldn't it be thrilling to read? Oh, no. Wouldn't it be erotic? <laughs> uh, no. I've I've read erotic fiction, and it never it doesn't do anything because for it me. wasn't about you. I don't even <laughs> think if it were about me. Like, I don't really? know. I just, I'm not like. They should make those children's storybooks, you know, where you like send in your name. And <laughs> like a, Evan went like, to the zoo. Like a Chuck Tingle version <laughs> yes. of like the children's storybooks. I, I think that they should be, I could just send in Evan and it would pop your name into what's his favorite food? What's his favorite position? And then I'd pop them all in and it would spit out a story. That would be fun. You have to know a lot more about me than I want you uncomfortable you knowing. <laughs> yeah, I, I you've told me your favorite position. Every time we start drinking, you tell me again. I know, buddy. You don't have to keep telling me. Like, I get it. <laughs> ass to ass. Ass to ass. A to A, you call it. A to A. Good boy. It's uh, reverse horses. <laughs> Reverses. You Reverses. keep calling it. It creeps me out more that you have a nickname for ass to ass, and it's Reverses. It's revolting, which is part of the uh, the name. Yeah. Uh, Reverting horses. <laughs> Repeat, please. I can't. Reverting horses. You yeah, sounded so like the Swedish chef. There you go. You did it. And now it's time. <laughs> uh, now it's time to uh, take some bare naked nails from our listeners. If you want to send it to bare make bare naked nails, please do. The email address is it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Here we have a question from listener Nathan Quinn. Nathan Quinn sent in a question titled Question. Nathan Quinn. Nathan. Sounds like, it sounds like an Australian. Nathan, Nathan Quinn. Nathan Quinn. Uh, heard you were heard you say you were in need of a question to read, so here's one. <laughs> you hate your Australian accent. Besides a beanake member, <laughs> who is your dream guest for the podcast? Oh God, I thought they were going to ask me. Keep up the great work, Nate from NJ. 
Thank you, Nate. <laughs> so he's Thank from, you, Nate. I believe NJ stands for North Brisbane. North North Jaw. North Jersey. <laughs> no, North no. Jers- Jerslingston. Uh, somewhere in Australia. Yeah. So, uh, so I was afraid he was going to ask us. He was going to say. I thought his question was going to go. Besides a bean egg, who would you like to eat? eat? <laughs> <laughs> the person who sent that question, question. into us emailed us both to profusely apologize for sending in that question uh so who is your dream guest for this cast oh man so okay there's two ways i can approach this uh one a dream guest that would be great for the pod would talk about the bean eggs with authority and be like a good guest Uh and then there's the person who you would want just to meet right and using this podcast as a vehicle to meet them I don't think that any of my guests so far that I've booked have been bad, but I will admit that I booked them all because I wanted to meet them. <laughs> I wasn't. This wasn't an attack, Saker. <laughs> I feel I like was it just was saying pointed. There's, there's two ways to approach it, uh-huh. and I'm not saying either is wrong. Uh-huh. In fact, I really like that you're getting to meet all your favorite podcasty boys. To meet all my idols, <laughs> like the one we met on this one. I, I think my dream guest. Okay, if I say it and commit to it now, okay, I'm doing the secret method. I'm putting it out there in the universe. I am going to get Paul F. Tompkins on our one-week episode. Oh, that would be really nice. That is my commitment to the universe. Paul a good guy. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be... I haven't talked to him. I haven't uh-huh. put any feelers out. He doesn't have an email address on the internet. So I'm going to basically just well, talk uh, to him on Twitter and hope he pays attention to We have to had me. people on the pod who are, like, cohorts of Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if... Now that you've put it out there, I'm, I'm not sure any of them are listening to the podcast. They're not. But I'm putting it out there. Who's your dream guest? Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. RBG herself. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she would be great. Oh, if we're going, I was thinking of the podcasting. Oh, one. okay. We're just going like in general. I would say Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> I think I would like to see him on the cast. So I went human. You went. Anthropomorphic animal. Right. But so like the voice actor from Parappa the Rappa. Who, no, not Dread Fox. So you want like the writer from Parappa the Rap the Rappa to we, we give them dialogue, we like say what we're gonna say, and then they like work around us writing words for Parappa because Parappa's not a real I know okay, here yeah. we go. As if Ruth Bader Ginsburg's a real person. Uh, I knew this was gonna you happen. You just saw that commercial for that movie and you're like, Oh, I want a movie character to come on the show. <laughs> There's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie? Yeah. What? RBG. You've not seen it? No. It was good, it was gripping. It was like the situations could be real. I think they drew from... So, like, like, like Law & Order SVU, yeah. RBG version? It was kind of mockumentary style. Bum, it was bum. set up like a documentary, but it was, like... Are you gaslighting me? What do you mean? RBG, it just came out. I believe you now that you're... Magnolia looking- Pictures. Yeah, here's the plot. At the age of 85, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Gator- Bader Ginsburg has oh, developed... Ruth Gator Binsburg. <laughs> that's who I want on the cast. <laughs> Has developed a... Oh, I lost it. That's, oh, a, well. that's an Australian name, speaking of that. Like, Ruth Gator Ruth, Binsburg. Ruth Gator's like in quotation marks <laughs> yes. in the middle of it. Ruth Gator Binsburg. Uh, has developed a breathtaking legal legacy while becoming an unexpected pop culture icon. So it's like her contending with this like pop culture while she's like this judge or some shit. Hmm. I don't know. I have paid yeah, attention to the movie. That's pretty cool. But yeah. So I, mean, I would have Parappa is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, if we're doing imaginary characters... You already did yours! Okay, well, then I, a real I, person. I have to do a podcaster, right? Okay, great. So, well, we already had Ben R. Harrison. He was my big he was my big friend. Big I was really excited. I'm trying to think of other podcasts I listen to. I would have... This is so inside baseball. Nobody gives a shit except for Nathan Quinn. Who's Nathan, Nathan Quinn? Nathan Quinn. <laughs> Nathan Quinn. <laughs> Say his name right. Who'd you have? 
uh, probably one of the ladies from horror movie, not, uh, the, the Faculty of Horror. Faculty of Horror. Andrea Subasati or Alex West. Have you ever listened to Horny for Horror? No. You would th- probably like it. It's Betsy Sedaro and Mano Agapi, and they're both very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's horror movies. I, I think like you'd like it. Horror movies. Give a listen. I will. Nathan Queen, give a listen. Nathan Queen. What's your best Australian <laughs> accent? This is good. This is my best Australian Please accent. Please stop. You're doing it worse to make me angrier. <laughs> you should hear me Scottish. No. My Scottish is worse, man. Let's hear your Scottish. No, I can't, I can't do accents on command. Scooge me, dick. <laughs> It is, oh, but not Finistin Kran. That's the one from. Uh, that's good. That's the only one. Finistin Kran. No, Finistin Kran. Finistin Kran. Am I doing it right? Finistin Kran. Finistin Kran. Finistin Kran. Finistin Kran. This is devolved. Yep, we are doing great pod here. Fuck this shit. All right, now's the time where we would read some iTunes reviews, except we don't have them. Go on to iTunes, give us a positive review, positively perfect review. That's what we want. Five stars. Say you were pleased with your service. Five stars. Five if stars. it's a single star. If you can't, uh, if you don't have iTunes, if you listen through a different service, just tell your pals. Put a message out there on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. Mastodon. Is that is Mastodon the Twitter rival now? I don't know. Mastodon's a heavy metal band. They toured with the Death Clock. Mastodon's an animal. You keep confusing things today. <laughs> Mastodon toured with Death Clock? Yeah. They were the, like the openers for Death Clock, I really? think. That's cool. I had no idea. I was thinking about Mastodons today, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to bring back, like, the, like they're already doing it in Russia. They're trying to get, like, the woolly mammoths to like come back. The woolly mammoth. And I was thinking about Jurassic Park. Why the fuck aren't we bringing dinosaurs back? Like, I don't think we're going to ever get a Jurassic Park situation. Right. And if we did, we would just shoot them with guns because <laughs> right. we have them. We'd drop bombs yeah, on that like, island. Yeah. Dinosaurs aren't going to, I mean, they're, and they're on an island. Like, so, so what? what? Yeah. Okay. So fucking what? So why aren't we doing it? Yeah. Why aren't we making them Jurassic? So get, start. Okay. Gandhi once be said, grassy. be the change you want to see in the world. All right. Well, I got to start my program of like gene. Okay. I got to get the money. Okay. I got to get a billion dollars. Okay. Good. Give me a billion dollars. Okay. okay. So listeners, we want... If you can't positive review us on iTunes, yes. if that's too much work for you, just send me a billion dollars. Uh, you can send it, actually, if you want to my Venmo, and I will get it over to Evan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Venmo I address. I trust him implicitly. Uh-huh. My Venmo address is, I believe, at Jedi333. So if you want to Venmo me a bunch that's of Jedi money. Jedi with one D. <laughs> yes. Do you know, I feel bad, because my username has been Jedi online forever. Mm-hmm. And... One of my friends, who wasn't familiar with Sailor Moon, it's a Sailor Moon reference because I'm a child still, thought it was Jedi Te, meaning like the hand of the Jedi in Japanese. Well, I don't, like, when I first, yeah, I, w- I wasn't super familiar with Sailor Moon either. I uh-huh. had seen like one season or uh-huh. something, but I didn't know Jedi. I thought it was Jedi related as well. Like you are a like follower of the Jedi. Uh-huh. It's me. I'm the hand of the Jedi. Which is why I thought you were like Star Wars, but you don't. You're just a, you're an evil person. I'm just a little evil boy. Uh, yeah, and, uh, oh boy, I just realized how much information that gives you online if you search for Jedi 333, but that's okay. Anyways! Well, uh, if one of our eight fine listeners, like, I think all <laughs> of our listeners are fundamentally good people. I think so, too. So. Uh, you can get with us on Facebook. We are It's All Been Done a Medical Lady so Podcast. So I'm gonna give you my, listeners, I'm gonna give you my account and routing number for my yes. bank account. Yes. And, uh, just, you know, do what you will with them. I'm gonna put that out in the universe. Okay. Uh, if you need my social security number, yeah. it's 267-894898. Oh, that's only one off from mine. Is it really? 267-894618. That's two numbers different. It's like you weren't even paying attention. You can get with us on Twitter at Ben Dunn Pod. 
I have a band you can check out 2d6music.com I have a creative project called Bare Naked Ladies it's at Bare Naked Ladies I run the band (laughs) I'm their manager now Evbo you got anything you want to plag I want to end the podcast like permanently yep no one is forcing us to do this I'm so busy in October should we just quit Why would we ever do that? Because we both don't like it. I can't leave this half done. Let's slog through the rest of these songs. Done and forever. Done. Here we and go. And actually, I'm starting to like the Bare Naked Ladies. And I, as always, I enjoy spending time with my buddy Saker. Vanishing. Oh, God. Yeah, I have to get to Vanishing at least. I'm Saker. Once we get to Vanishing, then I can end this podcast. I'm Saker. I'm Saker. I'm Saker. I'm, I'm Saker. Saker. And we'll see you again in Saker. I'm Saker.